thanks for coming back and, and bringing the band back and doing it up again, even though you took some time off, a good 10-year break there. Yeah. But I'm kind of curious, like, because it all timed out to be a 10-year break, but what was kind of the starting building block to getting it back together? Who made the first phone call? Kind of give us a little behind the scenes on how it all kind of came together again. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, the band permanently broke up 10 years ago. We never had an idea to just take a break after a few years and get back together. Uh, we talked about it in 2012. We sat down in a room and discussed, you know, making an album and, you know, maybe playing some shows and doing some touring. It never really panned out. I uh, talked about it again with Keith, our guitar player, again in 2014. Again, nothing ever really panned out. He reached out to me last September about just writing some music and maybe finishing some songs that we were demoing back in 2012 for an 18B album. So I was like, cool. I'm not doing anything. Yeah, let's write some music and, you know, maybe we could put it out on some label under some random band name and, you know, play a couple of shows. And I think as I started writing and recording some of the stuff, it started to feel really like 18B. You know, after we had a couple songs, I, you know, I brought up, hey, like maybe we should ask the dudes if they want to get 18 Visions back together. Maybe like put an album out and play just a couple of shows. Nothing like, nothing too serious. And he was, he was into it. We got our drummer, Trevor, our guitar player, Ken. Couldn't really do it due to just like a conflicting schedule. So, you know, we ended up deciding to just move forward without him and we were just going to kind of put it out ourselves just on vinyl really and like throw it up on iTunes and our friend who ended up managing the band suggested like we take it to a label so he took it to Rise Records they were like really excited about putting it out they were big fans of the band and you know here we are you know a year later at Knotfest and you know didn't expect to be here yeah it's so, great at Rise Records is really coming up that's Warner Distribution uh, I think it's uh, BMG BMG yeah BMG okay. yeah but they're they're really counting I feel like they're like the up and coming label right now yeah ranking out all they've the they've got good a, l- a lot of great stuff going on super diverse too which is yeah. awesome yeah and then they got let's say a heritage act but an older act like you guys on there and then like the, I think they just signed seven dust and so yeah it's kind I think of like at, the dr- at the drive-in yeah yeah they got some cool stuff going on so it's it's rad to be a part of all that let me ask you since you brought it up we're here today at Nodfest. do you remember the first time you heard Slipknot and kind of those first impressions since we're celebrating them today yeah so super weird I have a couple of cool stories uh, I'll start with that and then I'll go to my first Ozfest experience which is the very first Ozfest ever here uh, yeah here right here where we're at it was what, 15 20 something 20 years ago 20 years ago last year I think yeah ninety-six. Uh, so Slipknot uh, I'm in I'm in beauty school so that's my day job I'm a hairstylist um, in Newport Beach and I'm in beauty school with like a couple of like metal dudes dude comes into into, into class and hey did you hear the new Slipknot and for me Slipknot was this band that Victory Records put out 25, 30 years ago that I thought was absolutely terrible it's like this <laughs> old hardcore band I was like Dude, you can't you can't be serious. That band's back together. They put an album out. He's like, yeah. And like my other buddy's like, no, no, it's a new band. And I was like, wait, what? Like trying to figure it out, put my head around it. And I heard it like a month later, and I was just like, what is this? And like, this is that Slipknot band. I was like, no way, this is insane. It's awesome because it was like you know coming from the hardcore metal world, like I I like aggressive stuff, and like this was cool, but it had like something that was mainstream to it at the same time that could kind of cross over and I feel like that band really opened the door for like all these metal bands that had that crossover feel where they were doing some melody but still it was like 90% heavy and brutal and it just really paved the way for the genre to just like really you know kind of kind of come from out of nowhere and like really uh, be able to do stuff like this and bigger festivals and get some airplay on the radio stations it's just yeah it's great name me, name me uh, your favorite like hit maybe like a deep cut from 
Oh man, uh, probably the is it Heretic off of Iowa? Yeah. Yeah. Heretic Anthem. Yeah, that's probably my favorite one. It's just heavy and aggressive and angry. Yeah. Can't go wrong with anything. Yeah. Iowa. How about yeah. one of the more like ones you hear on the radio more often? Gosh. Wait and bleed or yeah. Wait and bleed. Wait and bleed's great. That's a jam. Yeah, that's definitely a jam for sure. I mean, all the radio jams are great. Yeah. They know how to write a chorus. They do. Yeah, cor- <laughs> I mean, Stone Sour is great too. Let's yeah. don't get me wrong there. Uh, so my first ever Ozfest experience. Yeah, here at this venue. Here at this venue, uh, we came to see there was a uh, only two stages, and uh, to my recollection, there's a couple hardcore bands playing on the small stage. Earth Crisis was one of them. So me and my hardcore buddies came out to support them and. I just remember during Slayer, like, there's all these, like, bonfire circle pits going on up there. And, like, you know, we didn't have pit tickets or seats. So we were circle pitting around, you know, these bonfires that were out in, out in the grass level. And it was just awesome. Um, you know, Sepultura, I think, was on that one. And it was just a killer, killer lineup and a uh, great memory for a 16-year-old kid. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask, do you have any other uh, experiences playing out here in the Inland Empire, so to speak? I know I know, we're going to get you in February again at the Glass House. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's part of a festival, too, I think. So, yeah, so we used to throw on the show uh, called the Hardcore Formal, yes. which is, like, all the bands dress up in, like, shirts and ties and suits, and we encourage our fans to do the same and bring a date, and there's girls wearing dresses, and so... It's just one of our old bandmates started this like 15, 20 years ago, and it was just this really cool vibe, and uh, it was just something different to do at a show, and just put a, a twist on it that was just like weird because you have all these like tattoo kids in like suits and like <laughs> in the pit, and like girls in these like prom dresses in the pit, and it's just a pretty cool, pretty cool sight. So when we got the band back together, we thought like that would be something cool to do would be to bring that back because I felt like we played that every year it was kind of like our thing yeah um, otherwise I, I feel like uh, the glass house we played a bunch um, with kill switch engage back in the day opened up for them um, you know that was great I think we did a hymn show there too which was great on the first U.S. hymn tour you know they're calling it quits I know I just saw them twice uh, was it last they week Anaheim, yeah Anaheim and I saw them in LA it was great um, I'm trying to think if we did any like huge festivals out here, I don't think so. But it's just always so hot. We used to always play the Showcase Theater too. Corona and Corona, which Rest was peace. That was a great which venue. was like where we really kind of came up. So that's where everyone cuts their yeah. Uh, and uh, at the barn in Riverside, I don't yeah. know if that's still around, but that's um, way gone. But uh, a couple of our a couple of our early first early shows were at the barn, and I just remember like seeing golden voice on all these flyers right and like what, what you know what is this and there's a couple dudes that had like you know a company that books shows and now they're doing like you know Coachella right. and like all this crazy stuff so it's just crazy to like you know look back then and see what everybody else is doing 25 30 years later it's cool now, and yeah and then to be back here playing on stage at the Ozfest festival that you were here 21 years ago and now you're gonna be on that same stage yeah it's awesome yeah great feeling awesome man well thank you so much for the time it was great talking to yeah. you